the Chef Talk. I'm your host, Daniela Smallwood, and I'm so excited to be back with you. Well, we are going into the month of May, and what does that mean? That's right. It's graduation season, and we are having Grad Fest at Thompson Hospitality. So in celebration of all of our graduating seniors at our HBCUs and college campuses, we want to say congratulations. We know that this is a great time for you, an exciting time for you, and it is our goal that on today's episode that we can give you some tools, skills, and inspiration to start your career. So today, our episode is The Art of Focusing on the Future. Today, I have an incredible panel of guests who are going to have a great conversation. We have um, a student, her name is Kiana Roberts, and she is from Cheney University in Cheney, Pennsylvania. She is graduating from the hospitality program, and today she has the opportunity to sit with three professionals who are going to be able to give her advice. This is advice that will work for her career, but it's also going to work for those of you guys who are watching along. So stay tuned and let's get our episode started. We want to start off by introducing our guest, and we're going to start with our resident expert today, Teresa Lynette. She is a career strategist, the author of Career on Flyer, and she teaches you how to have a blazing career. And as a career strategist, she's also the founder of the International Society of Black Project Managers. And this is a society where she gathers those professionals who are interested in project management, who are active in project management, and she gives them the tools, resources, and curates the conversations to really allow them to grow and scale their careers. We are super excited because one of the things that Teresa is launching is she's actually launching a college program called CMERGE, and CMERGE is going to allow students who are incoming freshmen to be able to partner with her and a group of mentors for four to six years to be able to partner their career path with their college experience so that when they go into the marketplace, they are not only profitable and impactful, but they are really making a change in their industry. So welcome, Teresa. We're so glad to have you today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. Um, I'm honored to be here, great. but I'm doing great. I'm, I'm having a ball. I'm loving life, and um, I'm excited about what we're doing at the International Society of Black Project Managers. We are absolutely just excited to see what you're doing. We're looking forward to just the growth of the students and seeing how they're able to take that program to the next level. But more than that, we are just grateful that you were willing to lend your expertise to our students um, so that they can be successful. So if you don't mind, Teresa, tell us a little bit about your background and how you became uh, the author of a book called Career on Fire. <laughs> Um, so I've, I've been a project manager for 25 plus years, um, um, and I continue to do project management work today. But as I was growing my own career, I began to recognize the um, uh, talent and the skill of other people. And I started mentoring and coaching my project team. I always had the A team. My, my team was always the A team and everybody wanted to be in my group because I was a coach. I was a mentor and I, I believed in people doing what they love. So when you came to my team, the first thing I wanted to know is what do you want? What do you want to do with your career? What do you want to do with your life? Because to me, that was very, very important um, to know that so that I can make sure that I was uh, giving you the experiences and stuff that would enrich you. So when I left corporate America, um, I um, went to uh, school to become a coach. So I am a certified coach. And one of the things that is natural for me is motivation, right? And so I continue to motivate people with their careers. I continue to encourage people, giving them the information and the tools that they need to grow their career. And so um, having, having this experience and doing this work, I was like, I need to put this down on paper. <laughs> so I consulted with a book coach to help me to 
um, take my six step system and put it down on paper and get it into a book. I did not want to um, like me as one person can touch people like one person at a time or whatever like that. But I was like, my book can live on and it can continue to touch people even after I'm not here anymore. So yeah, so that's why I wrote the book. Awesome. Well, we're so glad to talk about that book today. We're loud, really looking forward to activating those six steps. And uh, one of the things that Teresa talks about in her book is that you don't have to have a mediocre career and you don't have to settle for a career that is drudgery or something that you're not interested in just so that you can make a living. You can live a life that you absolutely love and have a career that you enjoy doing. I love the saying that says that if you do something that you love, you never work a day in your life. And so we have two high hospitality professionals who have been having a ball serving at Thompson Hospitality. They are some of our rock star leaders, and I'm so excited to have them here. We're going to start with Anthony Giles. Anthony, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what you do at Thompson Hospitality and a little bit about your background. Good afternoon, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Anthony Giles. I'm the current food service director at Norfolk State University. I've uh, been in hospitality for about 10 years now. Uh, it all started at a small sub shop in Suffolk, Virginia. Uh, and then once I entered into college, I was able and fortunate enough to get an internship with Thompson Hospitality as an operations intern, uh, where I've been able to work through the ranks and become a food service director. So it's been an exciting experience. I've learned a lot of, along the way, and I'm, I'm just happy and thankful to be able to serve um, at my alma mater, which I actually graduated from Norfolk State University as a food service director. Great. And, and Anthony has been doing an amazing job uh, with the students there at that university. But not only that, you've been a huge help to just pouring into our students uh, through Chef Talks. This isn't your first time on our show, so welcome this back. We're glad to have you. Um, and we always have Anthony talking about the art of careers and career resilience because <laughs> um, he's been great at that. We also wanted to add to our team of professionals today um, a young professional who is new in her career and is finding her foot. Uh, she's been with Thompson Hospitality for about two years now, um, and she is our marketing manager. And so, Brianna, do you mind sharing a little bit about yourself and your experience? Yes. Well, hi, everyone. Thank you for having me on today. Um, so like Daniela said, I am currently a marketing, marketing manager with Thompson Hospitality. Um, I'm based at Coppin State University, and I've been, like she's, um, Daniela mentioned, been with the company for about over two, about two years now. Um, so my background in hospitality actually started in high school. Um, so I went into college wanting to be a chef. <laughs> um, changed my mind along the way there, but um, I went to Morgan State University where I majored in hospitality management, um, and I graduated a few years ago with a degree in that, um, and since then I've worked in the food industry as it relates to marketing, so, um, and yeah, so uh, somewhere along the line I ended up with Thompson, and I'm just having a great time um, learning the ins and outs of the industry and working alongside Daniela, so again, thank you for having me on. Excellent. Well, Kiana, we've got a A team available for you today, but we want to know a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about your major, where you're going to school, where you're from, and what are your plans post-graduation? Yes. Hello. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Kiana Roberts, a graduating senior at Cheney University of Pennsylvania, the first HBCU. I'm currently a hospitality major, majoring in hotel, restaurant, and management. I will be um, working with in Swedesboro, New Jersey, with Performance Food Group as an area manager trainee after graduation. And I'm super excited because I feel like Cheney's program has prepared me for this journey. That is amazing. And we love the partnerships that we get to have with the hospitality programs. How do you feel like the hospitality program has prepared you uh, for going into your new role? Yes, I've been highly involved in the campus and in the hospitality program. Um, the biggest um, involvement will be with the National Society of Minorities and Hospitality, where I found my leadership in the hospitality industry, which, which pushes me today to be a leader now in the hospitality industry. I started off as the chapter vice president going into the major. I originally started as a business major, so changed my major to hospitality my uh, freshman year um, spring semester. Um, wanted to get involved in the major to see, you know, what I can find my niche in hospitality. Um, so I started off as the vice president 
love that role. Um, love to, you know, learn about, you know, hospitality and just working with other people because that's what you do in hospitality. Went on to being the president of the chapter. And then I wanted to push myself a little further and get more involved in the organization itself. So I ran for the Northeast Regional Chair, which is where I oversee chapters in the Northeast region, um, helping hospitality students such as Temple University and surrounding schools around Cheney University to get to conferences and network with professionals. And then I wanted to push myself a little bit more. And I currently serve as the vice chair for the organization, which is where I see all the regional chairs and basically oversee the organization as a whole. Um, just networking with professionals, helping set up conferences and giving minority students the opportunity to network in hospitality industry and secure internships and job positions is something that I think is amazing. I love that. And I love what you said about being a leader now. And I can see Teresa bursting at the seams because yes. Yes, I love it. energy she likes when it comes to being prepared for college. And for those of you guys who are watching, maybe you're not a graduating senior. Um, Kiana has laid down the framework of how you really maximize yes, your college experience. And so, Teresa, we want you to dive into the six steps that you talk about in your book, uh, Career on Fire, your blazing roadmap to an amazing career. Walk us through those six steps. Yeah, so let me first give you the six steps and then I'll give you a, a small overview of each of the steps. So the six steps is know yourself, right? And clearly Kiana knows herself and knows what she wants. Then you want to know your options, right? What's out there and available to you based on who you are. And then you want to uh, put together your packaging, right? So you get your education, you get your experience, you do like uh, Kiana did, and you go and join those organizations and become uh, leadership in those organizations in the industry that you choose. Then when you get ready to get into the job market, you want to tell everybody. So a lot of people's like, oh, I, um, I, I want to go networking and, you know, I tell people that I'm looking for a job at networking. No, 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 no. Tell everybody, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your preacher, tell your pastor, tell the, the neighborhood store clerk, tell everybody exactly who you are and what you're looking for so that you just never know where that opportunity is going to come from. Um, and then um, number four is your performance. So when you do start your career, when you do start that job, you want to have a plan. You always want to go into your job with a plan. So you have your 90-day plan and you want to have an exit plan. How long are you going to be there? What, are your, what do you need to get at that job to go to the next level? That's how you build a career. And then the sixth step is to get help. You don't have to go it alone. You can get a mentor. You can get a coach. You can get a sponsor. Um, so those are basically the six steps, Daniela. I love it. And, and, and as you talk about those six steps and what kind of vacillate in between those, one of the things that you talked about is that you don't have to go at it alone. And um, having both mentors and sponsors, we hear a lot of people talk about mentors, but we very rarely hear people talk about sponsors. So can you explain for the audience what a sponsor exactly is and how do people go about getting it? Absolutely. A sponsor is that person that advocates for you when you're not in the room. They're pushing for you to get those um, good job assignments. They're pushing for you to get those promotions. They are mentioning your name. If you don't have a seat at the table, your sponsor has a seat at the table and, the, and your sponsor is mentioning you and bringing you to the table. And the way that you get a sponsor um, really um, uh it's not typically correct for you to ask someone to sponsor you. What happens is because you know who you are, because you know what you want and you're able to articulate it, you uh, continue, like I said, tell everybody. And so as you articulate it, as you are giving, you know, knock your socks off performance and stuff like that, typically your sponsor chooses you. Um, the way that I got my very first sponsor is I was traveling with an executive. Um, we were traveling together. We were on the same program and we were traveling together. And I had him in the elevator for like five minutes. And oh my God, did I talk his ear off. And so for that entire trip, um, we, you know, we were dinnering together, we were going to the hotel bar together, and I was just telling them who I was and what I wanted and what I had done and what my plans are. 
And the next thing I know, he was like, well, do you think it's time for you to get a promotion? I was like, yeah. And so within uh, uh, 60 days, he had gotten me a promotion. He had taken me from one of the um, program leads of this program and made me the lead of the entire program. What an opportunity that was. And that just came from me um, knowing what I wanted, knowing what I had accomplished and not afraid to talk about what I had accomplished and knowing where I wanted to go. So most of the time when you're going to get a sponsor, that sponsor is going to choose you based on the fact that when they, when they um, advocate for you, they're sticking their neck out for you and everybody want to protect their neck. So <laughs> they're, they will advocate for you based on your relationships with them and then based on them understanding and knowing your performance. Excellent. Brianna, uh, one of the things that uh, Therese talks about, principle one, um, or step number one, is to know yourself. And so as someone who's new in your career, uh, what advice can you give Kiana about that self-discovery process? Definitely. Um, so a couple things, and I'm still learning as we go along. So that's actually the biggest thing that I've learned so far, that it's an ongoing process. Things that I thought I knew about myself in the beginning of my career, or even when I first started college, are completely different than what, where I'm at now. So definitely um, take it, be patient with the journey that you're going through and understand that you are going to change as the years go on. You're going to learn new things. You're going to have different experiences. And to just give yourself grace as you go along in your career. That's probably the biggest thing that, again, I've learned and I'm still learning as we speak. Um, and, and just enjoy it. You know, um, like we talked about, I'm sure we'll get into it a little more as we go on, is to just um, be passionate and know what it is that you want. And that will definitely guide you along the way. So. Yeah, I like to jump in there too and just say, like, there, there are some basic things that you need to know about yourself. One of the things you need to know is what are your core values, right? Your core values is going to be the framework and the boundaries for the way that you make decisions in your life. For me, my core values is freedom. That's number one. Family is number two. And then accomplishment is number three. And throughout the years, my desires have changed as far as like my lifestyle has changed and all of that. But those core values was always there. I always needed to have the freedom of expression. I needed to have autonomy. I needed to have um, the freedom of my time. I needed, I needed that for my entire career. That never changed. I also, um, um, family is really, really important to me. So I wanted to be the type of mother that was there for my children, the type of grandmother that was there for my children. And so I know I needed to set up my career in order to fulfill that desire. Of course, when I started my career, I didn't have children, but I knew I wanted to be June Cleaver, right? But I wanted to be June Cleaver with a career. I know you guys don't know who June Cleaver was, but that was leave it to Beaver's mom. <laughs> she was a stay-at-home mom, and she was able to interact with her children. And I wanted to have one and be an absentee parent, even though I had a career. Um, so, I, so I knew that my family was very, very important to me. But at the same time, I needed accomplishment. I could not be a stay-at-home mom because I needed accomplishment, right? Accomplishment fulfills a, a, a basic desire on the inside of me, even to this day, 25, 30 years later in my career, I still need accomplishment, right? So I'm always putting goals in front of myself. The other thing is your, your core personality. That's gonna inform you the type of work environment that you're gonna work in best. Are you a, a person that likes to work alone? Are you a person that likes to work in group? Are you a social person? Like those types of things. And then um, your desired lifestyle. Do you want to live in the city? Do you want to live in the suburbs? Like, where do you want to live? And how do you want to conduct your life? Because that's going to help you make decisions about your career. So when I say know yourself, you have to know those basic things about yourself, because then you can put a boundary around your decision making when you start having all of these various opportunities that's presented to you. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And go over number two for us one more time. What was step two? Know your options. So you know your options has to be, you know, when we were coming up, 
um, you could be a doctor, a lawyer, Indian chief. That's what we always said. We had a little game we played. It was like doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. But there are so many more career opportunities that's available to you. So once you get to know yourself and, and your interests and the things that you like to do, there is this um, assessment that you can take. It's called a Howling Code assessment. That Howling Code assessment will give you the, um, it's a, a three-letter uh, Howling Code, and you could type that three-letter code into the government's database, and they will tell you all of the different career options that's available to you, and there are a lot, right? And so when I say know your options, don't settle for the, most people suffer from a lack of exposure, and you don't know what you want until you've been exposed to that thing. And when you do your howling code and you take that code and you put it in the government's database, it spits out a lot of different career options that you never probably even considered, right? And so I always tell people to use that choice so that you'll know what's out there and what's available for you. Once you have identify the career paths that you desire, then you can do further research and find out what the KSAs are, knowledge, skills, and abilities that's necessary in order for you to follow that career path. So that's the second thing, knowing your options, knowing those different career um, clusters, knowing the different um, industries that's available to you based on your personality, your lifestyle, desire, your interests. You're in the driver's seat. You're in the driver's seat. So speaking of being in the driver's seat, Anthony, you've done a great job of navigating your career, and you've had kind of a, a wide variety of experiences within the hospitality industry, some roles that probably people didn't even know were there. Can you share a little bit about those options that you explored and how that got you to the place where you decided to lean into being a food service director? Yes, yeah, so uh, I actually started out as an operations intern, and what I realized about operations was just the daily grind of every day, uh, the hours that it took into uh, just running an operation and running a successful operation. Um, then once I actually came on on board full time, I was the marketing manager, so I understood how to, you know, create branding, you know, make the university look great, make dining services look great. Um, but then I kind of realized that my passion was still in operations. So what I did was I, you know, I shared with my sponsor, um, you know, well, not really share with my sponsor, but I shared with people around me and that later became my sponsor exactly what I wanted to do. You know, I want to be a food service director and I just kept putting it in the atmosphere and they're like, okay, well, you need to do this. You need to do that, you know? And then from that point, um, as Ms. Teresa said, then, you know, they start talking about you in those rooms and when they're at the table. Um, and then, you know, they relay back to me, hey, is this, if this is what you want to do, um, then these are the steps to get there. Um, so I went from marketing manager to retail operations manager uh, to resident dining director and to now the food service director. But it all started with me just really being adamant about exactly what I wanted to do, knowing that I wanted to do it, and then following the steps to get there. Uh, so it's been an amazing journey. Uh, I've learned a lot in each specific role. Um, there's so many things you can learn at every level. Um, even when it comes down to when I was at the sub shop, um, I just fell in love with the little things about service and about hospitality. Um, I fell in love with scrubbing the floor mats. I fell in love with cleaning the grill. I took pride in those things. And those things now, it's funny because my employees now, my team now, you know, they're like, can you clean the grill? Can you? I'm like, of course I can. I can do it pretty much better than anybody here, you know, and I'll show you, you know, because I learned those things uh, and I value those things and I fell in love with those things early on in my career. Um, so I think that that is just the challenge of just going through different roles, learning everything in that role before you move on to the next. And to follow up with that, Anthony, um, the hospitality industry isn't always glamorous. And so there's no. one side of it where uh, people see the not so glamorous side and they don't think that there is a lucrative career in the hospitality industry. Now, I also have to tell people there is definitely lucrative opportunities in this industry. But then on the other side, you have to get you have to go through the not so glamorous part and you have to be willing to 
do those parts. So do you mind just sharing some advice with Kiana on how you get through those difficult days? You know, the days you get stuck in the dishroom, the days you get stuck doing yes, you know, yes. the things that you might not uh, like to do. I would say uh, my advice would be to just appreciate it all. Appreciate the journey, appreciate the experience. Um, it's shaping you and it's building you um, into that leader that you one day want to be. Uh, and I can already see and I can already hear that you're a great leader. But those little things like hopping in the dishroom or, you know, or cleaning out the fryer, those are things that truly build your work character in a sense. Um, and they're able to basically put you on that plateau of greatness because you know how to do everything in every single capacity. Um, so I would just challenge you to fall in love with those things, embrace them, take them head on. You know, if you don't know them, learn them or ask someone to show you. I'm fortunate that I've had a lot of people around me who have much more experience than I am. And some of them were smarter than me, but me just leaning on them for more experience and more growth and more knowledge uh, is ultimately what I think has been key to my own success. Excellent. And, and so I, I want to step in there too and say that all careers, every mm -hmm. career you encounter is going to have the things you love about the career and the things you don't like about the career, right? The important thing is that the things that you love about it is feeding you so well that when you have to eat your vegetables, so you get you're getting your meat, you're getting your dessert, and you get and it's feeding you so well that by the time you gotta eat the vegetables, Brussels sprouts, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna tolerate these Brussels sprouts because I know when I get done with these Brussels sprouts, I'm gonna be able to get some ice cream, right? So, but all careers are like that. There, there is um, uh, nothing under the sun that you don't get a little rain and a little sunshine. And if you, if it, if it's all sunshiny, then you're not growing. You're not challenging yourself. And so you, you have to put up with the not so glamorous side of every career. Oh, I love it. And I think that's a, a great thing to hang your hat on and understand. Um, I will tell you that probably the one piece of my career that I have that I always say I hate it the most is the one that has been the most profitable for me. It's the one I've been able to fall back on when times get rough. And so don't ever overlook uh, when you go into um, unforeseen circumstances or you get what seems like, sometimes what seems like a, a derailment is actually um, a competency that you need to pick up to get to where you're going. And so we've shared a lot of uh, tools and resources and um, advice to you, but we want to know What's your dream job? You know, if, if we could look at Kiana in 20 years and she is living her most ideal best life, what does that look like? Yes. So I love hospitality. I love people. And I think being an HBCU student has showed me that I love to ensure that we are all receiving the same opportunities. So I definitely see my career path going into talent acquisition. Um, I'm very passionate about, you know, putting people into positions that they deserve. And I feel like we need more um, African-American women as myself in those roles so that we can, you know, fulfill those goals of having more minority students into those roles um, as hospitality majors and, you know, get that they deserve. So I definitely see myself going into the talent acquisition um, 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 career. I definitely see it. And I'm excited. Um, just going to start where I am now and just keep learning the industry, but I know that my skills will be able to transfer into doing talent acquisition and helping other students who went down the same pathway as me and majoring the same thing as me. All right. Well, I'm going to let Teresa Luce to give you some strategies and advice on how you can make sure that you are you stay on that pathway and you can start that pathway. I love what you said earlier. You said, I am a leader now. So Teresa, we're going to turn it to you. Yeah, I, I love that um, you know what you want to do um, and that um, talent acquisition is your aspirational goal. Um, I would encourage you with the talent acquisition um, to understand the psychology of people, right? So a lot of, a lot of times people, um, they go into careers and they're like, well, I, I just need to know the technical aspect of my career. But really with talent acquisition, you're dealing with the psychology of people, right? So you have to understand the psychology of people. So every opportunity that you have to um, take a, a, um, a mentoring class, a coaching class, um, to learn about um, uh, how, you know, what makes people tick, I encourage you to do that. I also encourage you 
and anyone else that is embarking on a career in the 21st century to understand the technology of your industry, right? You have to understand the technology of, of talent acquisition. And then um, the, the main thing, like what I advise everybody is stuff is, is to uh, get your advisory team in place, right? Who's going to help you when you run into those difficulties, when you run into those forks in the road and you need to make a decision where you wanna go right or left. When you run into difficulties that um, a decision could be a career limiting move or it could be a career accelerating move. You wanna have um, an advisory team and your advisory team needs to be very, very well-rounded. You don't, you want to have different perspectives of different people, not just the people that is in your particular company or in your particular career or even in your particular industry, right? You wanna have an advisory team. You wanna have um, a coach. You want to have a, um, a coach. So a coach is going to help you to figure things out when you're trying to accelerate your career movement. You want to have a mentor. A mentor is going to, like Anthony was saying, a mentor is going to be that person that's going to say, hey, if you want to do this, you need to do X, Y, and Z, right? So they've been where you're trying to go and they can give you the advice on the path to take to get there. You want to have, of course, a sponsor. I already talked about that. But then you want to have someone that knows you, knows you intimately, right? Because they want you want to have someone that's not going to be afraid to call you on your own BS. I'm keeping it clean, DJ. You want someone that's going to call you on your BS and, and tell you when you're in the way. Because a lot of times we can be in our own way, right? And you know, the people around us may not, they know we in our own way, but they may, may not want to tell us. So you want to have that one person in your life that's not afraid to tell you, you know what, you're in your own way. You're, you're, you need to get out of your way. And so you want to have that, um, that group of uh, advisors that you can turn to, that you can talk to, um, that you can be open and honest with. That's going to do the the best thing for you in any career path that you take. But for your particular one, yeah, I will focus on the the um, the psychology of human, that part of it. But I will also make sure that I'm not neglecting the technology because technology is taking over everything. The um, artificial intelligence, the robotics, um, um, automation, it's taking over everything, right? And and so. You want to make sure that you're not neglecting that part of it if you're going to excel in that area. Excellent. Thank you, Teresa. One of my favorite tools that I'll share with you, Kiana, is Google Alerts. I mean, I know it sounds um, simple, but um, Google Alerts allows me to stay up on trends that are happening in higher education, technology that's coming out. You're able to use those keywords and get um, those articles delivered to you on a daily or weekly basis. So um, when you're busy and as your career begins to accelerate, you don't always have time. Um, and that kind of gives you kind of that, um, that feed on a regular basis so that you can stay in touch as you're building. So that's a tool that I always recommend that people um, start to utilize. So with that, um, we want to turn it over to you, Kiana, and we want to give you an opportunity to ask any burning questions that you have. Uh, you can direct them to uh, Teresa Lynette or Anthony or Brianna. Yes. Thank you for all the tips. As I go into the career, into the industry with COVID, um, I see that this is a big thing in the hospitality industry. What tips would you give me um, as I start my career? I know COVID is not going to last forever, but I'm going into, you know, my position in the time of COVID-19 and the pandemic. So what tips would you give me to like stay motivated and just, you know, love the journey as it starts? Because it's not going to start easy, but what tips would you give me? Well, I'm going to jump in and just say that you can get out of your mind that COVID is not going to last forever, right? Because if it's not COVID, it's going to be something. And the, the world of work is changing. And the way that we are interacting with each other today is the way that we're going to interact with each other in the future, right? Not only is the world changing from the standpoint of um, the world becoming smaller, right? And the opportunities for you to work remotely, 
Um, those, those are here to stay. Those are not going anywhere. So you really want to make sure that you're focusing on how do you connect and interact with someone virtually? That's not going anywhere. Even when we go back into the office, um, your a lot of your colleagues and a lot of, of your um, customers and stuff, they're going to be remote, right? You're not going to, face-to-face is just about over. I'm just letting you guys know because technology has improved so much and companies have figured out that I could get the benefits of face-to-face -face without having to pay the expense of face-to-face, -face, right? And so the more you can learn to interact and connect with people virtually, you got to learn the social media platforms. You got to learn things like LinkedIn, which is like the professional social media platform, right? You got to understand that um, everything that you do say right is going to be recorded for uh, perpetually. Like it's going to be recorded from now on. So you got to be very, very careful, even in your personal life, in your, your social engagements, right? Because that uh, uh, um, a misstep that you take in your personal life can impact your entire career. So I just want you to know that people make the world go round. And if you're going to have a successful career, then you're going to have to learn how to uh, connect with people at all levels. And Anthony, thank you for that, Sarisa. Anthony, I know you have um, been leading an entire team uh, through COVID. You have had to roll out all of our uh, COVID um, precautions for not only the staff, but for the students, as well as roll out um, socially distanced programming. So do you mind sharing a little bit with Kiana about how you've been able to keep your team motivated and safe and some things that could be helpful for her? Uh, yeah, so we've been very fortunate enough that we had an awesome marketing department where they rolled out material for us that we were able to execute um, to, you know, keep ourselves safe, but as well as our guests. Um, so it, when it comes to COVID, and I was even looking at an infographic the other day that uh, the hospitality and leisure industry was the most severely impacted uh, due to the virus, but they were also the fastest to return jobs back. Um, so to me, I see an opportunity there. Um, so for you, I would say, don't be afraid to be a disruptor. You know, um, there's opportunities in this industry that can really change. Um, there's things that may be outdated um, and there's things that, you know, may be of the future, but it's all up to you to kind of find those things uh, and implement them. Um, but I think the sky is the limit in the hospitality industry. There's so much you can do. Excellent. And Brianna, what about you? Any advice uh, when it comes to COVID and how that's um, impacting our industry? Yeah, definitely. So I definitely agree with everything um, that Teresa and Anthony said. Um, definitely, um, Teresa took the words right out of my mouth as far as building your digital presence, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, you know, all those different platforms, you definitely want to be able to use those to connect with people. Um, and then, of course, be adaptable, you know, you have to learn how to go with the flow when things like this happen. That's one thing I had to learn myself. Um, and, you know, de definitely not be afraid to be flexible, try new things and take opportunities as they come along. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> Again, it's something that's ongoing. Um, and don't get discouraged either. I know um, with the hospitality industry, you know, getting back on its feet following COVID, it might seem as though there might not be as many opportunities out there. But definitely, um, Teresa, you touched on this a little bit when you mentioned your core values and determining what it is that you want to do. Um, one thing that I've found is if you write down your goals and you kind of, it helps you narrow in and look exactly for what you're trying to find, you know, so definitely write down your goals and figure out what it exactly is that you want to do. And I promise that those opportunities will start to present themselves as you're looking for it. And, and the beautiful thing is like, you're, you're just starting out. You're fresh. You have fresh ideas. You're the, the way that I have had to navigate my career. I have had to learn technology as I go. You've been born and bred in it. So you have 
these fresh ideas in your head that can be in an industry disruptor. Think about things like Uber. Whoever thought that taxi cab was going to go the way of the dinosaurs, right? But Uber came along and they said, well, what if we had individual people provide these um, car services to other individuals, right? How would that work? So I encourage you, like Anthony said, to think about the hospitality industry in that how can I serve my clients or my customers or my guests without having to physically be there? What can I give them to make their experience exceptional without physically having to be there? And because you are growing up in a virtual world, you have more ideas than your predecessors about how to serve people virtually. And so I encourage you to keep on thinking about that. Don't fall into the rut of let's do it the way we've always done it, or let's figure out how to do the same thing in a different way. No, I encourage you to think about how do we do it differently? How do we impact the industry differently based on the circumstances that we're living in today. One of my favorite quotes, uh, Kiana, is he who solves problems gets paid. And that's by Dr. Ivy Hillier. Um, and, um, and so being a problem solver, whether it's COVID or any other problem that uh, we see in the industry is being, being someone who has solutions. Uh, one of the exercises that I usually recommend to my team members is to have two sets of times that you do once a week. One where you sit down and you just identify gaps, where you see gaps, where you see problems within the industry, you know, whether it's from hiring practices to the way that we execute things, operations, whatever those things are, how we're touching people, really beginning to sit down and identify what those problems are, and then taking one of those problems at a time and literally saying, I'm going to take 15 minutes of uninterrupted brain dumping, and I'm going to take that one problem and come up with as many solutions as I could think of. I mean, pie in the sky, how could I handle this from the most outlandish solution to the most simple solution? Um, and then making sure that you visit those lists on a regular basis, because as those problems come to the forefront and they're beginning to ask, you'll be able to say, aha, I've got a list for that. Um, and I have a solution for that. And you'll be ready. You won't have to think because it'll already be there. Um, when we got into Corona, we had to make some major changes in how we communicate with students and um, how do we, you know, bridge the gap between the events that, you know, students were accustomed to. How, how do we do that, do you know, so that they still feel like they're not losing something? Um, and, I, you know, I was ready. Our team was ready. Why? Because we had thought about it. Like, we dreamed these things up, you know, for years. And it was like, you know, you know, especially, you know, for me, when I came to the table, I was like, ah, where's that notebook? <laughs> Everything that I was always wanted to do we can do it now yes and so there will be moments in your career where those doors will begin to open for you but they're going to open because you're utilizing your gift and so your gift will make room for you and it'll set you before great men but you've got to be willing to cultivate that gift and so problem solving on a regular basis is going to be um, very critical to that so we've got time for one more question before we wrap up is there any other question you'd like to ask um, our parents Yes, I know that the hospitality industry, you have a lot of room for growth. So what advice would you give students as such as myself and students that will be going into the hospitality industry when it comes to moving up and, you know, what's like, what advice would you give us to like consider when it's time to you feel that you want that growth and it's time for you to move into something different? What advice would you give students? Awesome. I'm going to start with Anthony and then go to Brianna and then Teresa. I'm going to have you wrap us up with that answer. Um, I would say when it comes to growth, humility. Uh, humility is a key word for me. I feel like it's, um, you know, humility is a low perception of one's own importance. Um, so, and I feel like through humility, you know, humility comes before honor. Um, and when you have humility, you'll be able to reap the benefits and the rewards of everything that comes with growing and maturing and getting promoted and all of those different things. So I think it first starts with humility. Just to piggyback off of Anthony, another important thing to keep in mind is um, 
before you try to get to the next level, you really want to try to get as much as you much as you as much as you can from where you're at right now. Um, one thing that I see a lot um, with people, you know, just peers and different things, is that we try to jump around and get to you know the highest position or whatever it is before we learn what's right in front of us. So definitely take time to master what the opportunity that's in front of you before you're trying to jump into move. You know, really take learn all the skills, get all the experience network and do whatever you can where you're at now because like Anthony said once you get to the next level you appreciate it even more is because you really honed in and took it and got all that you can from your previous experiences ask you have not because you ask not and if you want to get to the next level fortune favors the bold I encourage you as you're going into even this entry-level position identify the next two levels. And then you have to identify the skills, the experiences, the knowledge, and the abilities that you're going to need at those next levels. And then to seek out opportunities in your current level to, to get those skills, that experience, and that knowledge. I encourage you to be bold and adventurous. Um, do not wait until you are 100% ready to go to the next level. When you get to that 60% mark, when you get to that 70% mark, it's time for you to move on. The worst thing you could do is to get bored in your current position. Um, you don't want to uh, be stagnant. Stagnant water stink. And when you first get into a position, I, I, I always say two years. Daniela, no, that's my mark, two years. And that's because when you first get into a position, and you are challenged, you are excited, you are um, very engaged, you are learning new things, right? But then as you start to conquer that position, your creativity wanes because you're no longer excited, you're no longer learning, right? So now it's time for you to start to look at getting into the next level or the next position. I, I put a time limit of two years Sometimes it takes a person more than two years. Sometimes it takes you a little less than two years. But the point is, is when you get to the point where you're no longer excited about that particular position, it's time for you to start to look for other positions. Otherwise, you end up in a situation where you are doing the same job for 20 years. You don't want to do that. You want to get in that role, you want to learn that role, you want to conquer that role, and then you want to move on to your next role. And again, I leave you with this, fortune favors the bold. I have never been qualified for a position that I've gotten until I've gotten the position, right? Because I don't believe in 100% qualification. If I'm 100% qualified, for this level, then I need to be seeking the next level for my next opportunity. Because if I get in this level and I'm already qualified for it, there's no room for me to grow. You should always be growing in your career. Excellent. So, Kiana, we've given you a ton of advice and insight on today. Uh, what do you feel like has been the most impactful nugget that you're going to take away with you? motivated um you guys have talked a lot about motivation and just you know pushing yourself and just continuing to just grow with the industry and I feel like that's the best advice that you guys can give me because hospitality is always innovating it's always growing and it's just so much to do so much opportunity so you just have to stay motivated you just have to grow and love the journey that was another nugget that I love love the journey and I feel like that's the best way to navigate the journey you have to love it so I thank you all for the tips and I am excited for my new role after graduation well, we are glad to be able to pour into you at Thompson Hospitality. One of the things that we're dedicated to is not just being great campus partners that uh, deliver incredible food on our uh, campuses, but partnering with our campuses to make sure that our students are successful. Uh, Kiana, I heard your heart loud and clear of I want to create opportunities for people who look like me to really be able to have a seat at the table. And um, I am so grateful for Anthony, Brianna, and Teresa being willing to give back and pour into um, 
into um, not just you, but to those who are watching on today. Uh, Teresa, we are really excited about the International Society um, of Black Project Managers. Uh, for those of you guys who are watching, if you're in project management or project management adjacent, um, it is a great uh, it is a great organization to be a part of. They have a event called First Fridays. And so every first Friday, they do a virtual networking event. So for students who are watching and even professionals who are watching, that's a great place to build your network, get questions answered, um, and just really expand. As a uh, marketing professional, I tend to spend some time over at the ISBPM. Um, and so as, as marketing, I feel like I'm project management adjacent. Um, and I've gotten tons of value out of just those relationships. So if you're watching today, and for those of you guys who are part, we love for, um, I'd love for you guys to uh, to really support that. We are also, um, we encourage you to take a look at Teresa's book, Career on Fire, um, and it's going to teach you how to have a roadmap to a blazing career. And um, also, Teresa, we're excited about your C-Merge program. And so um, if you are a high school senior getting ready to go into college um, and you're looking for a partner organization, you want some people who can hold your hands and help you to grow while you're going through college. You want opportunities for internships, for mentorship. Um, along the way, you want to explore your career. Um, ISBPM's program is going to be a great way to do that. So if you're an incoming freshman, uh, in the uh, comment section, you can look in our description and we'll have um, an email address so that you can email Teresa directly to get more information about that program. If you are a professional and you are interested in mentoring uh, some of the students who are going to be a part of that program. They're not all project managers, so they can be in the hospitality industry. Because you know, we love the hospitality industry here at Thompson Hospitality. Mm -hmm. um, they can be in other industries, but we are, um, uh, she is looking for people who could mentor. So if you're interested in mentoring, uh, you can also look in the description box and you can share your information there as well. So Teresa, we thank you for uh, just volunteering your time to lend your expertise to our viewers on today. Anthony and Brianna, we are so proud of the work that you do at Thompson Hospitality and how you make the lives of our students, our staff so much better um, at your campuses. Um, and we're just proud of what you guys have done. And so we want to thank you all for your time on today. Teresa, we want you to close us out with a final thought. Yeah, so the final thought um, that I have is that um, the future belongs to you, right? No longer do you have to look at work as being um, a drudgery, right? Or, or um, no longer do you have to have a mediocre career. You can have a fantastic career. You can live the life of your dreams by, by doing work that you love to do and getting paid well for it. But it takes strategy and a forethought, right? That means that you have to think about your career. And even as you are performing in your career, even as you are executing the things that you love to do, you have to lift your head up and you got to look around and the, uh, the landscape and see what's going on in your industry, in your company, in the rest of the world and navigate your career based on that. So I encourage you to know that you are empowered. You are in the driver's seat. You have the ability to chart your own career path and then to navigate that career path to greatness. Excellent. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of Chef Talk. I'm your host, Daniela Smallwood, and we will be back for our final episode in season two of Chef Talk. Have a great day.